Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Destructo Discourse. This is a Dragon Ball Z rewatch podcast. This is episode 12. I am your host Tyler and on this episode I am joined by Jason. Hi. Aaron. Howdy. Dave. Hello. And Matt. Hi. How's everybody doing? All right. Super. All right. Dragon Ball Super? Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted, I wanted to talk to you guys about Dragon Ball Z in sort of a grander sense before we get into the episodes this week. Grander sense, you say? Oh. Yeah, as, as it affects the rest of the world around us. Because mm-hmm. we, we've talked to, on this show about how it affects us as people. Emotionally, as, spiritually, physically. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like, for, for myself and for Jason and for Matt, I would call it formative. Yes. Yeah. Quite uh, that. Aaron, you've mentioned how it is, it is sort of changing how you see things. Your, oh, your eyes sure. are opening. Dave, I mm-hmm. think you, you have a similar sentiment. Yeah, it's, you know, it's when you see the thing that inspired a whole generation of stuff that you are familiar with, it's really, a really fascinating experience. Would it be safe to call Dragon Ball Z a force for change? Huh. Where are you going with this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to get scared. I have found, uh, just, I don't remember how I got here, but... <laughs> So you were so you were on two for This is how all good journeys begin. Exactly. You just find yourself sort of on the path already. <laughs> I don't know how I got here, says the man staring down the demon that is that is his browser history. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, Your Honor. I have found a plethora of Dragon Ball Z based petitions on change.org. Um Oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh, what? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, I wish very dearly that I was. Let's just say that Dragon Ball Z is a thing that a lot of people have opinions on. <laughs> can, I, can I assume it's, it's something more than just localize this game? <laughs> it, yes, it is. Oh, boy. Is there it are to, deeper dives to be had. Maybe to uh, recognize uh, the cosmology of the Dragon Ball universe as, uh, as an official religion, maybe? <laughs> When you well, die, you go to Snake Way. Let, let me read some some for you, and we'll see how you guys feel. Let's see if we can get you to sign these petitions. Yeah, so you're coming if up I to me. If I can sway you. You're coming up to me at the, uh, at the, uh, at the Earth Fair with a clipboard. Sir, sir, a moment for your time. Oh, uh, oh, geez. Uh, yeah? Uh, I have here a petition for Clear Creek High School erect a Vegeta statue in honor of Christopher Sabat. <laughs> You have my attention. As some of you may be aware, the voice actor Christopher Sabat graduated from Clear Creek High School in 1992. I'm aware of this, yes. Sabat went on to voice act many different characters in multiple TV series and video games. He has also been a voice uh, director in various projects, and even started his own audio production company, Okratron 5000. He is most well known for his work in uh, Dragon Ball Z. He provides the voice work for such notable characters as Vegeta, Piccolo, Yamcha, Zarbon, Raccoon, Jace, Birder, Salsa, as well as many others. Oh boy! Christopher Sabat is an incredibly talented gentleman and he deserves more recognition for it. 
that is where this petition comes into play. <laughs> I okay. See, the, where I'm taking this is, I would fight the petition man on it, saying, "Okay, but if he was the voice of Piccolo as well as Vegeta, <laughs> why not a statue of Piccolo?" Well, let me tell you why. Or Chris. Or or a statue of the fucking human man. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need that. We need Vegeta. Uh, Yeah, but he's not as cool, though. (laughs) Clear Creek High School should erect a life-size statue of Vegeta. Wait. Above a plaque that reads, I wasn't sure how long I could sustain the effort without breaking in two. It was as though the only thing holding my body together was my one burning desire to be better than Kakarot. Sometimes I thought I was losing my mind. Why wasn't I able to obtain what Kakarot had obtained? Uh, It didn't make any sense. It was infuriating. And it was my fury that kept me alive. In honor of Christopher Sabat, the original Prince of Saiyans. What? Okay, we're going to have to maybe charge extra for those letters. Well, I was going to say, those letters are going to have to be very small, I think. Oh, yeah. Yes. We're, we're at a really we're, long plaque. <laughs> yeah, we're at point two yeah. uh, font or like, size. Or, or like you have to start at the beginning of the sentence and then walk clockwise like halfway around the oh. uh, the, the, the plinth oh, to read it. And you have to go back to the, the beginning of where you started to get to the beginning of the next sentence. I believe 100% that making this apparent to current and future students will help motivate and drive them to reach their goals. Honestly, Do I have statue, your signatures? Honestly, what if a statue of Christopher Sabat in Vegeta's uh, outfit. <laughs> outfit. I'm on board with That's that. I, I like That's that compromise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, like what it was? Which uh, wasn't it Detroit that had a statue of Robocop? That's true. That's not like that's not too far of a cry. Um, yeah. And there's a Rocky statue, a life-size Vegeta in front of a high school. Just really <laughs> <laughs> does it for you. It, yeah. it, it, yeah. An American high school at that. Well, isn't he like five foot one? Yeah, he's like he's five foot nothing. Yeah, <laughs> he's a little sweet little boy prince. If it's oh. a life-size Vegeta. Also, a little a little presumptuous to call him the original Prince of Saiyans, considering he wasn't even that in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good point, actually. I, I, if that clipboard gang came up to me, he'd have my signature, honestly. I would sign that, but I would also be more inspired as a high schooler by a statue of, of Piccolo with <laughs> whatever he said to Gohan about believing himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? You're with me. And his this. death pose. Definitely. Yes. I would sign that position. Very good. Well, let's see if I can get you on board this next one. This next one needs a lot more help. Uh, oh. there, there are a lot less supporters on this one. Uh, this is petitioning to change a planet's name to Namek. <laughs> okay. I, I'm interested. One? I've got There's some a... follow up questions. Yeah. Which planet? Uh, Kepler 22B. Oh, yeah, we don't need that one. Yeah, sure. What's it doing? Why not? Nothing. I'm actually going to link this one to the, the Discord because oh, there's a visual element. Oh, God. People get stars named after them all the time. Yeah, this one isn't... isn't. I've heard much more ridiculous things. The, yes. the long and short of this petition, uh, I'm not going to read this one verbatim, uh, just because uh, it's not quite as interesting, but the long and short is that the, the planet looks kind of like Namek, so, hey, let's change its name to Namek. <laughs> what do you say? Uh, yeah. Honestly, I'm sold. 
Signed 19 same 19 supporters on this one not as uh, not 19? as strong as the Clear Creek High School statue. honestly that's a crime uh, I think so yeah. but at the same time who else like who wouldn't want to be the kid going to the high school that's got the Vegeta statue mm-hmm. oh you're the Oh, you're the Vegeta school. <laughs> Man, that would be the target of like so many hijinks, though. <laughs> no, Vegeta would Vegeta would protect them. <laughs> the statue would come to life. Their rivals on Homecoming would like steal the statue or something. Well, I, yeah, their their football know. rivals would have to put up a Goku statue. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, oh, the, the only the, logical solution. Yeah, they clearly they they need to make their mascot so they're like a. <gasps> uh, their their rival school is the uh, is like the the Cypress Hill Goku's Cypress Hill <laughs> on the full moon. The Cypress Hill they could sounds. have a paper mache giant ape that they put over the statue like it transformed. <gasps> Honestly, I'm here for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then a kid's gonna dress up as Frieza and come to bomb like bring a bomb to school and like take <laughs> oh, it too God. far. Oh no! Oh no! They just uh. really take the take the. The, the full role play. That's that's a real butter battle book of school mascots, isn't it? <laughs> Indeed. It, yeah. Oh, what now? Butter battle Read some book. Seuss. Educate yourself. <laughs> you yeah. un, you uncultured swine. <laughs> you, may, you may not have. Uh, it's it's more commonly referred to as the butter battle book. Mm, the butter <laughs> oh, oh. Go, go to a jail. <laughs> go to go to space prison. Find a jail. Put your hands out. Tell them cuff me. <laughs> Take me away, officer. I know what I do. Don't ask questions. Just do it. Get me off the street. I, I, I plead the fifth, but take me to jail anyway. <laughs> I, play, I plead the five-star ball. <laughs> I've got another petition for you all. Oh, no. Please. We're very on board for all of your petitions. Okay. We're, really? Yeah. Let me see if I can shake you on this next one. Oh. Oh. A challenge. Oh, oh this oh, is a test. Change Son Goku's personality in Dragon Ball Super to be as he was in previous sagas of Dragon Ball. Um, well, uh, I don't have context for this. Incorrect. We, I, yeah, I have no idea. We, the undersigning persons, want to beg <laughs> on our knees to Toei Animation staff and specifically to its CEO <laughs> to return the behavior and personality of the main character in Akira Toriyama's work, Dragon Ball Super, named Son Goku, to a stage in which he was in the past, during the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z sagas. The Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z main character, Son Goku, was a mind-skilled person, although sometimes a bit no. naive and strong-willed. Um, a mind-skilled person? A mind-skilled I, person. I have a lot mean? of issues here. The new Son Goku behaves like he was mentally impaired, and we think this yes. fact is such a huge mistake and should be changed back to what it was in the previous sagas. Well, that's me. <laughs> yeah. He's literally the same. <laughs> yeah, he's not really that different. Okay, now, isn't it, isn't now, it more, I would argue. Like, more like his, you know, older Dragon Ball and early Z, you know, personality in Super? Like, doesn't it, doesn't it actually do that a little bit? I feel like it did. Yeah. See, more now, goofy, you right? have to read. You have to read that petition in the Mojo Jojo voice. And <laughs> I feel like the word choice really, really works for it. I have one final petition for you guys oh before we we actually move on to the episodes. Okay. This petition. has seventy seven signatures. It also wants a hundred. Let's see what we can do. Okay. Stop fan service and respect power levels in Dragon Ball Super. Shit. Um. <laughs> Hello, everyone. 
Hi, everybody. That's a good way to start <laughs> <Hello>. your petition. <laughs> I just watched episode 114 of Dragon Ball Super, and I just can't stand it anymore. I feel like I am not the only one feeling that Toei Animation is blackmailing us using our nostalgia. What is happening with power levels? Kale Berserker takes Goku SSJB alone at the beginning of the tournament and now fails to beat Goku in SSJ2 and SSJ God? What's the point in all that? We are still waiting for explanations about Trunks' power in Zamasu arc, by the way. Is Trunks a Saiyan version of Ribrian using power of love? Dragon Ball used to show young people that with efforts you can reach all your dreams. Goku, Vegeta, and Gohan had to train hard to become Super Saiyans. What's the thing with concentration of power in your back to become Super Saiyans? Really? Goten and Trunks had the best potential, and yet they are not as good as Caulifla, Kale, and Kaba? Think about the values of efforts this show gives. It's disrespecting all the efforts given by the (laughs) Z-Warriors. Those real people, the Z-Warriors. Honestly, Dragon Ball Super has been messing with power levels and also messing with our memories. If Toei decided to sacrifice our memories and love for the Dragon Ball series on the altar of fan service, then we should make them hear our voice. Can someone explain that sentence to me? Give it to me again. The only thing I got out of that was there is something called power of love. (laughs) And there will be characters named cabbage, cauliflower, and kale. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Does that make any more sense if you've actually seen Dragon Ball Super? Yeah. Barely. I was going to say. Let me reread the sentence. If Toei decided to sacrifice our memories and love for the Dragon Ball series on the altar of fan service, then we should make them hear our voice. He's feeding our memories. First of all, power levels are bullshit. Like, that's the one thing I know about Dragon Ball Z, is that the power levels are constantly increasing and make no sense. But also, like, I don't know, there's a whole, like, dissertation I wanted to give. (laughs) <laughs> on the subject of power levels in the Dragon Ball setting that yeah. I can't I don't want to get into it yet. We're not far enough in the show yet. But um mm. Yeah, you you need more data. Yes. Yeah. This is uh kind of fascinating though. Uh I am talking strictly about the anime. Dragon Ball shouldn't be only about money, so please give us a true scenario. <laughs> well a true what? scenario about that. <laughs> what? Make it deep with feelings and deep with meaning. Dragon Ball is the property of Toei, but we own our memories. So stop blackmailing us with fan service. I thought you were about to go into the whole like Team Four Star spiel where you were going to listen to this, Black- and that is fan fiction. Yeah, blackmailing <laughs> us with our memories. Yeah, blackmailing us with fan service. That's, that's not, so much that's not what here. any of those words mean. <laughs> He's basically just complaining and saying, "Make super good." Yeah. Like that's not what blackmailing means. It's not what fan service and, means. And using a change.org petition to do it. I, I don't think super dramatic about it. I don't think it's what memories means. I picked this one because it has at the end of it as a call to arms even uh, a couple of hashtags. Oh my. Go <gasps> on. Uh, to the rally times. the troops around. Please. So this this petition closes out with Hashtag free Gohan. <laughs> Hashtag um, <laughs> Je suis Dragon Ball. What? Hashtag Ribrian power of love. 
What? Oh, brother. Hashtag balance to Oolong. I don't know what that means. What? Well, yeah, he got really nerfed in the latest patch. <laughs> what could that possibly mean? He's just, no, he's just nowhere near comparable in the meta for comp. He doesn't even do what? anything in Super. Is he in <laughs> he's Super? Pig. No. Bar- he's a pig. He's a background character. He's a pig. They, yeah, they, they totally, like, nerfed his AoE. <laughs> He really needs to be rebalanced. They, Completely his, 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 just changed his entire his, kit. His base strength mm-hmm. is way too low now. That's part of a, a pretty large contingent of, of fans who watch Super with kind of like rose-colored nostalgia goggles for oh, Z. You, you think? With <laughs> Perhaps with rose-colored goggles? <laughs> it's a beautiful color. Mm-hmm. No, no, rose. Oh, <laughs> okay. The color, mind, the color of a red ribbon. Well, now now that we have seen the vigor that the fans have for this series, we'll say we we talk about it a little bit and yeah. see and, what yeah. see what I'm they were driving at and destroy what? that nostalgia a little bit. Let us mm-hmm. pray that we can ever get ex- as excited about anything in our lives. So, <laughs> as Tyler, much what, as these people, Tyler, what kind of memories do we sacrifice at these altars? At the altar of fan service this week? Yeah. What do we do here? Well, this week we're all t- we're sacrificing episodes 34, 35 and 36 to the altar of fan service. We're all watching uh I believe on uh, Funimation now. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. with the exception of you Tyler who I think has the DVDs. I got the DVDs. I got the orange bricks cuz I'm a fool. <laughs> super uh, I'm super a fool saying with my money. Fool. And to be perfectly clear, we're going through Everything filler, all included. of it, none of that kind nonsense. Every every juicy morsel. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode thirty four this week. The English title is Krillin's Offensive. The uh, Japanese title for this episode is Shoot Krillin, the Energy Sphere packed with hope. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a solid one. It's pretty on the nose. I like that. Yeah. It's kind of poetic. It, it's not packed with hope though. <laughs> Well, <laughs> we'll get there. Spirit bomb. It's packed with deer and birds <laughs> and and some grass. <laughs> All of their fighting spirit. <laughs> the fighting spirit of grass. Kai says it contains the hope of every person on the planet, and as he says this, every person on the planet shows up behind Krillin. Uh-huh. Cross <laughs> eyes. It's a very diverse populace. <laughs> <Here's> <laughs> every a- single one. Every, even oh, the cat boy. <laughs> the Earth is in dire need of corrective lenses. <laughs> it's a little-known side effect of the spirit bomb once you give away the spirit energy. <laughs> oh, no. Your vision really gets messed up for a bit. <laughs> the The episode begins with uh, where we left off last week, which was Krillin pulling out a spirit bomb after Goku shows him how. I love and, the sound uh, effects for this spirit bomb. Yes. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Pac-Man. <laughs> the the first thing that I want to note <clears throat> is just sort of a global note for the whole episode. Uh, I think this is my favorite looking episode that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The the artwork yes. and the animation is all very s- expressive and lively. Mm-hmm. Ver- just really strong design wise. There there's yeah there's there, some particularly good stuff coming up. Yeah. There's a moment <laughs> back at Kame House. Uh, people are wondering can Gohan win this fight against the very big bad Vegeta. And Ox King suggests to everyone, let's yell, it helps. <laughs> it helps. 
he, he's very Look, diplomatic. Oxcade just wants to help. Yeah. He doesn't know how. And Chi-Chi's going, going like, oh, do you think he can win? He's like, uh, well, maybe. I suppose I it's a possibility. Can't Let's say yell. that for sure. I mean, he, he is five, so... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We need to factor that in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that after this, Bulma, Oolong, and Roshi, but only those three, promptly begin to yell. <laughs> <laughs> to help. Yeah, it's they're helping. I feel so sorry for Baba in this scene. Me too. I feel so sorry for Baba in general. She doesn't deserve this. She keeps getting harassed by these people. She didn't ask for this. Hanging out with her pervy brother and his weird, violent friends. I was about to say, her life is already burdened by having Roshia for a brother. She just wants to hang out with her mummy and devil man friends. She doesn't even have a poem this time yeah, to activate yeah, the ball. Yeah, we don't even get a good Baba rhyme here. Just some nonsense. She's got, well, just, she's... She said, I wrote it down. Hoya boya boo. <laughs> Hoya boya boo! <laughs> That's great. It's, it's, it's the magic spell this time. <laughs> she's all out. Uh, all out of spells. Honestly, I think that's going out on a high note. <laughs> Back at the fight, Gohan is firing uh, lots of Masenkos that Vegeta is dodging mm -hmm. out of the way of. Oh, no, when, when he does this, Vegeta laughs and says, That trick again? He did, like, he did, <laughs> I noted he that just too. He shot a beam at him. Yes, like, immediately and, after shooting a beam of his own. Uh, <laughs> Gohan was doing something complicated and clever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the old beam trick. <laughs> I think yeah, this this officially counts as a trend in Vegetaisms. Is that he 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 uh, contextualizes everything in the world around him as like a bag of tricks. Yeah, <laughs> the old so and so trick, hey? Uh, I'm onto your game. The old beam from the hand trick. Ah, uh, very sneaky. But he seems to be having fun dodging those beams. Yeah. He's just like teleporting around and laughing. Living his best life. <laughs> teleporting into the background painting. <laughs> he he is literally fighting a child though so yeah it, it is child's play <laughs> literally king kai pops into krillin's head which kind of freaks him out mm -hmm. fair understandable as it would, he gives krillin a lot of other pointers on how to use the bomb such as don't use your eyes and just feel it out use the Was force that the same exact thing that he said to goku before he like threw the brick at him <laughs> the evil brick Feel out that yeah. evil brick. <laughs> <laughs> this is very much uh, Krillin's Death Star moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where he turns mm -hmm. off the uh, the computer. <laughs> Before he throws it, Yajirobe has a very good line. Yeah. He says, that's some nice energy you got there. <laughs> but you might as well stand there and shout, here I am. Doesn't anybody know how to sneak around? <laughs> Stealth master Yajirobe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, he kind of has been. Yeah, no, yeah mm -hmm. Yajirobe is a sort of, like, a weird anomaly here in the cast, where it's like, you know, Gohan starts to show out as a normal person, Krillin's a normal person with the power to fly and shoot beams. Mm -hmm. Yajirobe is a normal person very cunningly disguised as a Dragon Ball Z character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's kind of fascinating. He's We're just a homeless see. man who kind of, like, worked his way onto the set. Yeah, like, what yeah. is he doing here? <laughs> Where did he get that sword? I'd also like to point That's out a very important sword. that uh, in this moment, uh, Vegeta is like doing his like little key barrage attack on Gohan, mm -hmm. and is mm -hmm. stationary, sawed still for like a full minute, perfectly preoccupied. Mm -hmm. Yep, back turned to Krillin. Yep, still not the right moment though. Mm -hmm. No, don't throw it yet. 
Immediately the, following that, Krillin finds his opportunity well, it, it to throw it. Turns out there's a communication time lag on the will of the universe, or the force, <laughs> or whatever. However much time. When the takes. time comes, mm-hmm. yeah, Yajirobe ruins it by basically yelling that it's time. <laughs> Just build, fucking throw it, you dope. It's a signed role, which is to ruin everything. <laughs> <Yes>. I really, <laughs> the damn I, thing. I really want to hear the demo tapes. From Chris Sabat <laughs> recording the sounds that Vegeta makes during his beam frenzy here. Yeah. The, the rapid fire. <laughs> He's like, having a damn good time. <laughs> like, how many takes of that f- did you do? He does a full-on Guns of the Patriots with these beams. <laughs> yeah. The, the commercial break moment here with the comically inappropriate interlude music is particularly amazing here. <laughs> <laughs> Vegeta is shocked to see the bomb, but he does manage to leap out of the way just in time. Thanks, Yajirobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I noted in the scene that Vegeta is being attacked by exclamation points that appear. <laughs> Whoosh! Right it's a, it's a weird inclusion. Yeah, that was a I, weirdly yeah. stylistic moment. <laughs> I love yeah. it, though. Let's just fully just take this mo- this panel from the manga. Exclamation points included. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Krillin turns into me anytime I go bowling. <laughs> Just throwing the ball at a wild angle, yelling, Come on, hit! <laughs> He's clearly got to hurl that spirit bomb granny style, because that's how I do it. <laughs> no guardrails. I would love to see Krillin like, going under the legs with the spirit bomb. <laughs> Just rolling it towards Vegeta. <laughs> Is Goku incredible at bowling or hopeless at bowling? I feel like Goku? it has to be one or the other. I feel like he would knock down the building. Yeah. 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 There's just... But that would knock down the pins. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. He would knock down everybody's pins. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He wouldn't understand the line rule and just kind of walk up to the pins and destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> and the pins are all down and Roshi goes up to whoever he bet money with the on the outcome of the match. And it's like, well, <laughs> pins are technically down. <laughs> <laughs> Pay up, suckers. Pay up. He could blow up the planet. You want to mess with him? <laughs> <laughs> Goku mentally calls out to Gohan, telling him to rebound the bomb and that it won't hurt him because there's no evil in his heart. There's a lot to unpack you here. You mentioned this previously. First yeah. thing we gotta unpack here. I'm so glad that Goku has finally unlocked his his Saiyan uh, telepathy. Yeah, just, yes. just like... Is King Kai facilitating this, or is his, this just... Thing you know, Aaron... I've never considered that, but... <laughs> These are Aaron, stop making Dragon Ball Z make sense. It's, a, these are questions that, it's very impolite. These are questions that just break the universe. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is what happens when you watch it for the first time as an adult. I mean, <laughs> as a kid, I was like, D- of, course, th- of yeah. course. He would just talk to his... Uh, They're his, his friends, mind. yeah. He can talk to, to him. To <laughs> that's, his, that's his son. Of course he can speak in his brain. Yeah. <laughs> Listen... I played softball for a long time as a kid. I tried uh-huh. very hard to cheat at softball using my psychic powers <laughs> to disrupt the batters. It did not work. Uh, I'm very jaded when it comes to telekinesis in mm-hmm. cru- crucial situations. It's because there was evil in those batters' hearts. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Gohan does manage to knock the beam or the, the bomb back at Vegeta, who for the second time today is caught in a very big energy blast mm-hmm. and shot rocketing into space. <laughs> Vegeta's blasting off again. The animation on this when it explodes is very good. To clarify, some of the best. Vegeta, Vegeta was not just caught in an energy blast. Vegeta was caught in the energy blast. <laughs> <laughs> as energy blasts go. 
Yeah. This is the big one, because mm-hmm. he is ripped a fucking sunder. <laughs> it's like the energy blast grabbed the very tip of his pointy hair and yanked him up to space from there. <laughs> oh, brother. I got I have a screen cap in front of me just so I can just capture that moment of, of sheer stretchy agony. Mm-hmm. But it, he is full on hamming it up into the heavens. This is this is the thing that I was talking about when we saw Nappa explode. Yeah, uh, a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. where I think this is supposed to be goofy looking, <laughs> like it's supposed to be sort of light and yeah, funny. Goofy. But no, this I felt that pain mm-hmm. as a kid. <laughs> yeah, that is existential fucking... pain. It's raw, especially combined with that voice acting too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he is selling the steak. In all the excitement of the spirit bomb, Baba's crystal ball just falls apart. Oh, back at the Kame house. Oolong's hands are just in his pants, you guys. I know! I'm so glad you noticed that. The whole scene, (laughs) his hands are just crammed right down in shorts. Just not in the pockets, just under the suspenders. He didn't say anything. He's Mm -hmm. just drawn that way. (laughs) And he's just got this shitty look like, is somebody (laughs) gonna notice? (laughs) If I don't move, no one will notice. Somebody has to say something. Somebody acknowledge me. No No one knows. They've learned by now. Yeah. <laughs> used oh, to that Oolong. So now that they can't watch the, the fight anymore, they decide to travel to the fight scene in the airboat. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The airboat. The Wasn't this brand what airboat. Boma wanted to do from the beginning? Yeah. 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 Okay. I also, guess let's do it now. Also, I don't think um, Baba and Roshi interact ever again after this moment, so they're probably just not on speaking terms anymore. That's I wouldn't be. My prized possession gets shattered. Well, you know what? There's, Good for Baba. There's also another one of those moments, like where they're, they're like, "Oh, we'll wish him back with the Dragon Balls." You're a genius. It's like, "Hey, we'll use this this vehicle that we have outside that's used yeah. for traveling long distances to go to where they are." They're, oh my god, Bulma! It's unprecedented. <laughs> it's a lot of that in this show, I think. Corin shows up too. Because he just wants to go along. Yeah, my first thought was, oh, he must have brought Senzu beans with him. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason he would show up. But no, he doesn't have no beans. He just wants to go watch the fight. Yeah, I'm yeah, here too. Wouldn't. Thanks for nothing, bean cats. <laughs> I love, I love corn, okay? <laughs> yeah, God, is it, but is it turbo glue? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, the glue explicitly says bond. It does not say turbo glue. Mm, gotcha. Uh, so. know. The remaining Z-Warriors are celebrating... But the the party is cut short because Vegeta falls back to Earth. That goes up. That's gone down. With a really loud thud, too. It's it's a very solid thud. Mm-hmm. Chi-Chi must not have taught Gohan about gravity, because when he comes back down, he says, What in the world? Yeah, everyone seems so surprised by the fact that he came back down. <laughs> He's really like, good at oh, math. Oh shit, there's a body? He's really good at math. <laughs> he hasn't done science yet. He hasn't done physics. Hey, gravity's complicated and weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Krillin goes over to inspect the body, uh, saying it's a good thing they won't have to look at his ugly face anymore when Vegeta's eye shoots open and he shouts, Whose face is ugly? <laughs> it's like a jump Krillin scare. is shocked. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I like this because it means that the fact that they only used like a little bit of the spirit bomb's power actually matters. Presumably the original power one that Goku had Might gathered. Might have done the, the job. Yeah, would have just killed him on impact. 
but mm -hmm. it, because of that, I actually like the, that this is drawn out further. Uh, Vegeta tells Krillin that he should have double-tapped, basically, yes. <laughs> and he kicks him aside. <laughs> he strikes quite a pose as he's getting up. There's a minute when he's on one knee. I don't know, it was just an interesting pose. I really love everything about Vegeta in these last couple episodes of this arc. Uh, yep. Krillin hacks and coughs up blood for probably a lot longer than I thought he should have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Vegeta chops yeah. him right in the coughing blood. He, he really got the wind knocked out of him. Mm -hmm. Because he's, he's doing it between camera cuts yeah. to, like, the comic crew. And they reuse that, that, those couple frames of animation of his head, like, bobbing up and down as he coughs <laughs> a lot of times. Vegeta lets out a very big concussive blast that blows everybody and everything around him away, and it leaves a huge crater in its wake. It would have been the killing blow, but he says he doesn't have the energy left to even complete the attack. He is plum tuckered out. Mm -hmm. And his hair is extra spiky. Yeah, he you noted that. This, this bit isn't so great looking. <laughs> it's unkempt. Mm -hmm. Like, of of the episode, I thought, this is a really good looking episode. And then we got to that, and they're like, well, they just didn't want to draw how it's supposed to look. Yeah. They just went all spikes. <laughs> they, how, how do we make him look really fucked up? <laughs> Vegeta goes to finish off Gohan, but he's shocked to find out that he has a tail again. Oh, <gasps> how does that thing keep growing back? And the moon is still active. I, I found it funny that, like, he apparently can't just turn it off. He created it. Yeah, I thought that was weird, too. But oh well. well I mean, <laughs> maybe it runs on a timer. Or maybe they're, you know, they're one scientist who developed the technique, you know, didn't do a great That's job. Right. Mm -hmm. he, didn't, he didn't think there was any need for an off button. Yeah, like you're saying, what, 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 what? Why would you want the moon to not be there? <laughs> Why would you not want to be a monkey? This is this is ridiculous, and I won't. I don't want to hear about it again. You want you want maximum monkey time. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm gonna take the off switch out. <laughs> Any other closing thoughts for episode 34? The narrator seems to make it clear. Uh, yeah, the tail did just grow back all of a sudden this minute. <laughs> well, if this is Gohan recollecting his memoirs, he'd probably be as surprised about it as you or me. At some point, I got my tail again. That, you know, I don't know how true. the hell this keeps That's happening. Fair. You know what? It just dawned on me. There's no, like, story-wise, there's no real reason for Goku to suddenly have telepathy. Nope. Because, <laughs> like, screaming what he's saying at them would make no difference. <laughs> it's not like he's saying things that Vegeta doesn't, like, can't know. Yeah, and even if he was saying them, Vegeta just wouldn't hear them. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. As has previously been seen I'm, with secret plans. Well, I mean, Vegeta does have that superpower. Oh, yes. he's the only one that does hear mm -hmm. secret plans. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it conveys a level of intimacy that screaming mm -hmm. does not have. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe Toriyama just had like a super in-depth, you know, internal picture of exactly what injuries Goku had at this point. And it's like, oh, his lungs are so fucked up. There's no way he can say what he needs to say right. to people. So, damn it, I've written myself into a corner. The only logical solution is telepathy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Episode 35, the English title, is Mercy. bit more um, extended in the uh, Japanese. Mm -hmm. uh, the episode title translates to Cause a Miracle. The Super Saiyan Sun Gohan. Uh, the, the Super what? Saiyan. Did Vegeta write this one? That is what it says. <laughs> Clearly. This is, this is he must Super be a Saiyan. Super Saiyan. Which is the only way he beats me. <laughs> That's gotta he be it. He did a monkey gooder than I did. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the first, right off the bat here, in the in the re the recap, I noticed it many times, and I keep noticing it in the future, but for some reason this time really stood, stood out to me. The narrator really likes reminding us how evil the protagonist's opponents are. Like, the evil Vegeta, the evil mm -hmm. Nappa, the evil Saiyans, or, you know, the sinister <laughs> Saiyans. Like, Ooh. he puts a lot of relish into saying that. I think it's there because without it, there wouldn't be much difference between the characters. There's, you're not wrong. Yeah, I think you're correct. <laughs> and their motivations. Plus, sinister is fun to say. It is, especially in that voice. Sinister. Maybe, maybe we can take a lesson from Dragon Ball. I feel like yeah. a lot of stories uh, and the discourse surrounding them would be improved by explicit uh, acknowledgement of who the narrative wants you to root for. Just sort of black and white lines being drawn yeah, by the narrator. I feel like we could use those in some places these days. So Vegeta is going to kill Gohan before he can transform, but again, for the second time today, he's caught off guard by Yajirobe's sword. Yajirobe is a kill-killing shitbird. <laughs> the master of sneaking. The sword is, cuts right through his armor. Is the armor not designed to defend against sharp objects? Well, this is a, this is a thing I wanted to bring up, <laughs> because we now have two items that we can quantify that are stronger than Chaozu. <laughs> because oh, Chaozu no. exploded his whole body and didn't even mark Nappa's armor, but Gohan did a headbutt on Raditz and cracked it open. And, so there's and now one. Yajirobe's sword. And Yajirobe's sword can cut through it. Well, I'm oh. wondering if oh, science just don't know about sharp objects. Like, they punch everything <laughs> or shoot beams at it. See, so I wonder if their armor is just designed and, to defend against explosions and punches. And, you know, like, Nappa did force. punch somebody's limb off. Right! They, they, they're <laughs> just like, they we just never need sharp arms. They don't have cutting implements. Yeah, they don't understand the idea of, of the focus blade. I mean, here's my thought here. Like, let's not forget, let's not discount the fact that like, in actuality, Yadrobi's like, pretty strong and pretty skilled mm -hmm. for he's, a Dragon Ball character. He's just a loser? Yeah. He's just like, he's good with a sword. He fucking did a leaping zandatsu on a, <laughs> on that, on that giant ape tail and got it off yeah. and got it in one swing. Yeah, like, he's really good. He's just like sweet a- Sweet Saiyan tail steak. Sweet <gasps> Saiyan. <laughs> sweet Saiyan tail steak. <laughs> like, he's good. He's just a good Dragon Ball character. And this is yeah. Z. And he knows that. <laughs> he might be the only one that does- Yadrobi thought he won, so he starts celebrating. A little too uh, early. Vegeta, again, Vegeta stands back up again. Tap. Yep. No double tapping. Ooh. It's a real problem. Uh. Vegeta stands up, he kicks the crap out of him, he sends him flying into a pile of rubble, and then he just bends down and is just punching him over and over <laughs> in the face. I really liked that. It was a very human bit of violence. He uh -huh. he really hates that guy. Yeah. Do not ever do that again with punches <laughs> punctuating each word. I just, I don't know, I really yeah. appreciated that. Yeah, I really related to Vegeta in that moment. That felt very, really like, relatable. I'm sick of this. Literally, all of his plans have been foiled because of this one human dude with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Could have... Could have won it before as a giant ape sword. Could have uh, stopped Go Gohan from trans transforming a uh, sword. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point, Aaron. It's a very like down to earth bit of violence in this story full of insane 
flying super people with laser hands. <laughs> well, it's and, very unprincely. And, and, and laser mouths. Very not regal. Not something an elite would would do. But he is. Yeah, he's, he's beyond. He's getting that. down in the muck on Earth. Yes. Yeah. Just punching the upside down man with his underwear butt in the air. With his <laughs> with his whole butt just kind of out. Thank you, thank you, yeah, when, it's a serious when, problem. I was watching this with my brother, and I said that now I know Yatrobi was wearing something under the rope. This was a mm-hmm. problem I did not know I needed a solution to. But. It's it's the opposite of raising your hands to fuel the spirit bomb. <laughs> Goku telepathically calls out to Gohan again, uh, this time telling him to stare up at the moon. Then he turns to Yatrobi. No, the other moon. Just imagine a, just imagine like one of those old timey vaudeville uh, like shepherd's crooks just like inching out onto the stage ready to <laughs> yank me away <laughs> at any moment. <clears throat> I am holding the crook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, specifically, Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gohan does so by like flopping over off of a rock. He did it. <laughs> he just looks up at that moon. And this he, transformation he be- is very upsetting. I feel like <laughs> this is a vague sort of attempt to explain. It doesn't work, but it's a vague yeah. sort of attempt to explain why he didn't transform before now. Maybe like you have to look at it or focus on it or something. But I guess that's definitely mm-hmm. not true. So he he starts to transform and. Uh, Vegeta desperately wants to stop him, but he fails to target the tail at any point during the transformation <laughs> he just until punches. it's too late. <laughs> just punch him back down like risen dough. Uh, so Gohan's going bananas, uh-huh. as per usual. Goku manages to get through to him telepathically again, and he stops his rampage. Hit the, the spiky hair one. No, the other <laughs> spiky hair one. <laughs> the, the one with hair. Not the bald man. He's your friend. He's a good boy. Not the upside down man. <laughs> actually, also just, a friend. actually, if you want to hit him, that's okay. <laughs> Nothing of value will be lost. Save him for later. Goku will forget about it in like a week. <laughs> oh. Again, I like these specific manifestations of it. I really, really like this specific fight sequence because I like that it doesn't become a binary thing. It's not just you know, linear ape appears, then you win automatically. Like, Vegeta is still really strong and also very skilled and keeps his cool against it, and it works out for him, which I really like. So I'm not sure he understands the meaning of the word trapped. Because he's (laughs) definitely in an open wasteland when he says, oh no, I'm trapped. He doesn't have enough energy to fly away fast enough to evade the monkey tail. He's very low on energy and he is cornered. Yeah, that needle is on E, I think. <laughs> yeah. The light just started blinking on. Yes. <laughs> Momentum was not on his side. Uh-uh. Uh, he manages to dodge a lot of these attacks, but he is definitely on the ropes. And he knows that the moon will shine for another hour, so he needs to cut off the tail. So it is on a so timer. I guess it is, I, th- I, th- I guess it is on a timer. Mm-hmm. What does he do exactly to cut that tail, Tyler? Hey, Matt. Uh-huh. I'm very into your theory about Saiyans learning every move that they see. <laughs> I was gonna and say copying them instantly. Yep. Because uh, Vegeta because in order in order to cut the tail off, Vegeta uses a and I put this in quotes because he doesn't say it, a destructive disc. 
Yeah. A destructo disc, destructo spelled with a K. <laughs> ah. <laughs> is this a is this a destructo disc? Is it? it is it, it is officially the... yeah. If you look up the destructo disc on the wiki, it's listed as one of the times used. Okay. It is, it is a plate shaped attack. Well, we have confirmation of it hitting something then. Yeah. It's just yeah. not Krillin. Yeah, it's just Krillin who doesn't hit it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor boy. Anyone else who does it, they hit him. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he manages to zing that tail right off in one fell blow. Unfortunately, Gohan was airborne. He forgets a very fundamental rule here, which is gravity. gravity. A Gohan in motion stays in motion. <laughs> <laughs> and yet again, um, as usual, a member of the Sun family's most powerful application is is as a projectile. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he fulfills his duty as being a baby missile, only a very large one. Yeah. <laughs> he baby crushes cannon. Vegeta into a proud Saiyan divot in the earth. <laughs> it's just the scene from Avengers with Loki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just staring <laughs> up at the sky. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he very has that moment. Uh, he, Vegeta, who is somehow still not dead, calls his space pod to him. He's want, trying to escape the planet now. I want to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's enough of this I'm place today. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he pulls out his trusty TI-83 calculator and orders his pod to come God. pick him up. This next part is my favorite part of this episode <laughs> uh, because Krillin's on the move, too. And it's a snail race to the pod <laughs> as they both like try and shamble like, their way like that, on hands and yeah, knees. Yeah, it's like that CG movie. On, on top of the oil rig, just two yeah. two people with broken legs. <laughs> oh god! Before the pod gets there, though, the hazmat voices of the people working there. I just I realized how scary ET must have been as a kid because that was like the second most upsetting thing in this whole sequence of episodes. <laughs> was the hazmat guys? Yeah, they just it, it really spooked me. I have never I liked really ET ever because he mm-hmm. was so terrifying as a young child. Oh, I loved E.T. It was the grown-ups that were scared. <laughs> My favorite uh, line from those two, from those, um, those hazmat folks is, is, uh, let's, let's get these guys, like, categorized before we crate them up and claim they don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Just really laying it all out there. Yeah. <laughs> let's say our plan out loud for people to hear. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> So, Krillin is rushing over to the pod. Why is that, Tyler? Uh, well, he found Yajirobe's sword, and he's like, this thing definitely hurts that guy. Well, Yajirobe definitely yelled out to him to get the sword while still laying upside down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not bothering to get up. He, he does a lot of this talking while, while kind of in that, in that, uh, sun salutation up <laughs> There's a lot of butts in this sequence, because there's mm-hmm. Yajirobe... And the camera keeps like going at an angle where naked Gohan is in the foreground. Yeah, I like how the Problem. audio, the sound yeah. design always dubs in uh, Gohan snoozing every time <laughs> Gohan's in the shot. You just hear him going. That's, I really love the, the the sound effect subtitles in this show. Uh, I could I could just be projecting an inner monologue on Krillin, but I like to believe that going through his mind. Like, as he's shambling over to Vegeta and picking up the sword. Nothing I've tried has hurt this guy, but this sword has done it twice, so fuck it, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I've never used a sword before, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to hard. give it a try. I've got a similar note that says, oh yeah, swords. Forgot about those. I thought hits and hollers were the only attacks. <laughs> <laughs> 
and Krillin is making some damn sense as he's mm-hmm. as he's uh, shambling to strike the killing blow against Vegeta. Mm-hmm. He's like, this guy's gonna come back and he's going to ruin us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. He's he says as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he told us he's going to come back and, and kill us. <laughs> he said that several Goku. times, actually. <laughs> Uh, before Krillin is able to do the job, though, Goku calls out to him, again telepathically, and mm-hmm. he says, don't kill Vegeta. We want to show him some mercy. And I just realized that Vegeta cannot hear this conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, that's my second favorite part. There, He is animating himself into the ship while they're, like, yeah. screaming at each other. Yeah, the, that, that shot is my favorite shot. Where he's just I'm like, so okay, you're he... gonna do your weird ball. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck's going yeah, on. And he's I'm like, he's talking here. to Goku telepathically, and then he just... doesn't wait for the model uh, to climb. And then the just ship. in the shot is just Vegeta twitching, <laughs> slowly, <laughs> agonizingly climbing into the pod. <laughs> it takes him so long because all of his bones are broken. I'm just gonna keep moving over this way. You do you. <laughs> so Goku says, "Trust me, I know what I'm doing. Do yeah. you, Goku?" <laughs> Well, he, he sees uh, the chance for Vegeta to turn over a new leaf the uh, same way that Big Green did. He wasn't their friend there now. for anything. I was about to know to say, <laughs> decides that Piccolo is now a good friend despite only actually speaking <laughs> to him during the fight with Raditz. And then he dies. He just kind of knows. And has not seen Piccolo since then. He died at Piccolo's hand. <laughs> exactly. Um... Only a good friend would shoot a beam through me like that. <laughs> that was definitely a friendship. Only, beam. only a good friend wouldn't hesitate in that situation. <laughs> and if he can make that change, then so can Vegeta. <laughs> Maybe Vegeta will kill me out of friendship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One day. One quick note before the episode ends, and Vegeta flies away. I really, I, I don't know much about like animation, but I really liked all of the moments when like Vegeta's hair flopped forward when he fell mm-hmm. down because it just I don't know it conveyed more oh shit he's hurt than all of the scratches and blood drops mm-hmm. his his gel is losing its form <laughs> yeah, yeah I just really appreciated it needs mm-hmm. more uh, sculpting Petty yeah mm-hmm. uh, Tyler yeah I've got a, got a little bit of trivia for you oh mm-hmm. I love trivia um the Japanese uh, dialogue in this episode is very different at the part where Goku gives a speech on sparing Vegeta. What is Japanese Goku's reasoning Ooh. for mercy? Japanese Goku's reason for wanting to spare Vegeta is he wants Vegeta to live so he can challenge him again later in martial arts. Fuck. That sounds about right. That sounds way more Goku. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that fits his character a lot from what I've seen. Goku, uh, crippled and, like, crushed on the ground, calls out telepathically to Krillin to say, fucking no kill stealing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's mine. <laughs> I called it. It also makes uh, Krillin's inner conflict a lot more uh, understandable. <laughs> Fuck you, Goku. He killed all my friends. <laughs> In and case you, just you forgot, fight he him? killed Yamcha. The hero, Yamcha. <laughs> 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 Rip in peace, Yamcha. I also mm-hmm. want to point out that when Krillin like like stops himself from from killing Vegeta, that sword is like right at Vegeta's face. It is. Krillin was about mm-hmm. to stab the man in the face. Yeah. <laughs> he was not fucking around. Well, you don't have to double tap the brain. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. Good point. He learned that lesson. 
So, uh, so yes, Krillin does reluctantly drop the sword, and Vegeta crawls into his ship and gets ready to blast off. And as the episode is ending, Vegeta mocks Krillin's choice. <laughs> he says, I'm definitely coming back, and you will die next time. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically you. It's almost like he could hear the telepathic conversation, because mm-hmm. I wrote it down. He says, when you ask me for mercy, I'll stare into your eyes as I crush the life out of you. Mm. Huh. So he knew that they were... They were- <laughs> discussing mercy yeah uh and my only my only other note is uh from a little earlier in the episode uh it was while they were celebrating i think king kai is very proud of them for winning but he knows that a greater threat is looming he senses the next plot point he senses another saga (laughs) stronger than before Uh, any other final thoughts for episode 35 yeah that actually reminds me i haven't been able to find concrete evidence on this but i've read like read around that uh apparently uh toyama's original plan was to have the vegeta die here but he was so he became so popular that he was that he, he decided okay well i'll spare him and make him like a sporting character and introduce an even bigger bad yeah. yeah, that it, that happened in a uh, like a Q and A comic that he did for one of the anniversaries. Yeah, is that he said like, well, he, he it was posed as him talking to the characters, and he says to Vegeta like, "Yeah, you were supposed to die, <laughs> but people liked you, so I had to come up with Frieza." Oh my god! Yeah, yeah so the only reason we have Frieza is because Vegeta was popular. <laughs> wow. I mean, hey, uh, yeah, I'll he really, it. he really should get like a statue somewhere. Yeah, maybe he really, maybe outside of a high school. Yeah. Just out of an American high school. That's like, uh, inspire the youths. You have to be life size. <laughs> have to be life size. Uh, episode thirty-six. The English title is "Picking Up the Pieces." It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty on the nose. Um, this one's a little more comprehensive. It says, uh, "We're off into space. The planet of hope is Piccolo's homeland." <laughs> okay. I'm so excited. Let's go to space. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time to get to space. I'm like, I, I was not to jump to the end of the episode, but like yeah. Bulma's face when she figures out they can go to space was my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm all for this sci-fi bullshit adventure. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm so excited. Uh, the episode begins with Krillin and company watching Vegeta's pod leave the atmosphere. Uh, Krillin goes over to check on Gohan and he brings Goku his naked son. <laughs> Here you go. This one's yours. <laughs> I didn't do this. I found him like this. Hey, anybody around here know Clothes Beam? <laughs> well, the only known guy. practitioner of that, that, of that technique has perished. <laughs> Yajirobe's still upside down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Butthole straight to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> all the the battle has ended, and all all the blood has dried into a fine set of uh, hatch marks on their on their character model. Uh, Krillin sees another speck in the sky, and he he's worried that Vegeta's coming back down already. But it's just it's just the airboat. Ah. Chi Chi literally sprints out of the boat, she charges dynamically, and she yes. she tears Gohan out of Krillin's arms, <laughs> leaps over it's- Goku. Uh-huh. Shrinks Gohan back to baby size mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that he can fit He needs to unbeef to fit in mommy's arms <laughs> <laughs> Well it's Chi Chi's signature move Is uh, is Gohan cradle <laughs> She's got superhuman coddling powers Yeah if she had She's if, a mom if she, had had to, if she had had to use that ability In the World Martial Arts Tournament Her opponents <laughs> would have been helpless <laughs> 
Krillin asks her if she cares how banged up Goku is. Uh, it doesn't seem that she does. Nope, she doesn't even really acknowledge it. Very focused on Gohan right now, so Bulma and Roshi go over to check on Goku, who cannot move at all. <laughs> I was gonna say, Bulma is way more upset about this than Chi-Chi is. Yeah. Uh, which honestly makes sense to me, because they were, you know, thickest thieves from the Dragon Ball days, yeah. right? From the jump. Uh-huh. They got a lot more history. From the Shonen yeah. jump. <laughs> uh, oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> so, Goku is Goku is so banged up, he literally cannot walk. He needs to get a stretcher. And uh, Krillin breaks the news to Bulma uh, that Yamcha is, in fact, gone, and so are the Dragon Balls. Bulma already knows this, and she, like, <laughs> ends up crying, and I feel for her. Because yeah. these idiots mansplaining to her how the Dragon Balls work, yeah, as if she like, didn't invent the Dragon yes. Radar in the Yeah, first. yeah she's very familiar. <laughs> one thing that people should know. <laughs> like... She cannot stand a world. Her. She cannot stand a world that is not full of Dragon Balls for her to collect easily. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, all of Bulma's emotional reactions from this point onward are kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I really, this was a good Bulma episode. I felt like. Yeah, yeah this. I, I was actually affected by by Bulma this week. Y'all, that's mm-hmm. one of the things I wrote down. A lot of strong emotion and character moments here that are all totally mm-hmm. out of place in this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they really jump out at yeah, you, you suddenly. Bulma morning, you got Roshi sort of grimly regretting that he couldn't do more because he's an old man past his prime. Oh yeah. He should have listened to Bulma from the beginning when she wanted to come be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because for the first time in the entire series, death has consequence. Yeah. yeah. Hey Jason. Yeah. Uh, we have a we have a blink and you'll miss it fashion update. Uh, do we? What? Bulma put pants on. Oh, she did. Oh, I, I blinked and I missed it. <laughs> she, oh, she, yeah, she's she, wearing shorts now. Between between when she was at home in her like tennis skirt and going to the battle scene, she put on some shorts. Uh, you know, it's short. It's shorts weather. Mm-hmm. It calls mm-hmm. for some practice out there in the break wasteland. And this is the gizzard wasteland. Oh, I'm sorry. How uh, could I possibly get them confused? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bulma, who is in considerable distress for the whole episode. Uh, chews out Yajirobe for being a coward and says that he should have died instead. Uh-huh. Wow. Specifically instead of Yamcha. Yikes, Bulma. This is, I wish it was you. This is a great series of lines because we get some, some more bad Dragon Age tutorial dialogue from Roshi. <laughs> if only yeah. Piccolo and Kami had survived. And then Yajirobe just pops into frame like, it's okay, I'm still here. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Read the room. Man, I've met jerks like Yajirobe. You stick your neck out for people, and this what? is what you get. <laughs> fuck off, bro. I hate, <laughs> I hate Yajirobe. Yeah. But also, would, would the wolf fang fist really have cut the tail off? I would like to have seen it. You'll never know if you'll find out. We never get the opportunity you, you to you find miss 100% out. of the wolf fang fists you don't take. Where is <laughs> Valid. Put that on a poster in a in the same high school gym with the Vegeta statue. <laughs> That's going on a coffee cup. That's the motivational Yamcha statue standing next to the Vegeta statue. <laughs> it's the Yamcha statue, but it's the one in the ground of him yeah. collapsed in the crater. <laughs> the statue is of him with a Cyberman on his back. The, I wanted to be honest, like as someone without without like Dragon Ball experience. I'm very confused as to why everybody has been hating on Yamcha this whole time when you could have been hating on Yajirobe instead. Because Yajirobe is, he actually is stronger than Yamcha. 
Well, that's, that's not. That's a low bar. Uh, the Kame crew go to collect the bodies of the Dead Z warriors, uh, and Krillin brings up uh, what he heard from the Saiyans about another way to revive everyone. Can we, um... I was so worried when he was bringing this up that he was gonna hit on Bulma. I was so, <laughs> like, so worried, and mm-hmm. I was so happy yeah. it was just about space. <laughs> Krillin's surprisingly respectful. Yes. Also very smart and observant. Yeah. Yeah. He does kind of have a have an errant little thought that uh, that spells out the the entire next arc for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they start to fly Goku over to a hospital because they are they're plum out of Zenzu beans. Mm-hmm. Can they can't also, patch him um, up without them. Can we also give a quick shout out to the Capsule Core brand coffins <laughs> <laughs> that they brought for the Z Warriors? Right. Yeah. Smoothed out corners and plush insides. Yeah, with the glass covering so you can see the bodies. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Good it's stuff. Some really intense with... music there, too. It's reminiscent of O Fortuna. Right? Yeah, very, like, choral. Da, da, da. Yeah, I was like, is this is this a Lord of the Rings moment? <laughs> this is the piece that when I was a youngin and he and my cousins would make dumb YouTube videos on vacation, mm-hmm. all of our YouTube videos ended in nuclear blasts, and they ended with... <laughs> Uh, with this music. Oh, it was by, uh, from Carmina Barana. Are you sure mm. you weren't directing an arc of Dragon Ball Z? Because that's pretty <laughs> much, you pretty much just described what happened. Mm-hmm. Well, the first there... one starred Spongebob and Patrick. Uh, mm. Spongebob, uh, Squarepants. Mm. Oh, thank you for clarifying. Spongebob and Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> um. We were young, and they were my little baby sister's favorite characters. <laughs> so you... So you blew them up? <laughs> it's complicated. They went to the okay. beach. I forget why there was a nuclear explosion. They survived. Uh, but we replaced the sponge we were using for SpongeBob with a piece of toast. <laughs> I want to read this page. You got a little crisp uh, in the blast. It's still on YouTube somewhere. I'll, I'll mm. see if I can find it. Amazing. There's a very subtle change that happens. There's just like a little... A little subtle bit of storytelling that doesn't get pointed out by any of the characters, but that I appreciated, which is uh, while they're flying to the hospital, Roshi takes the wheel for a little bit mm-hmm. because Roshi Bulma is not in the right headspace to be flying a plane. Mm-hmm. Good point. And yeah, I just I just appreciated that little detail. Like, give her a little bit of time. Time to grieve, even though she's the pilot. That's why you need a co-pilot? Even, even though the guy she is grieving did cheat on her and she hated him. Mm-hmm. Shortly before he died. I mean, it, it's just a little. It changed. They do have a lot of history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's different when she's just chilling in the fuselage with this capsicore brand coffin. Yeah. She has a bunch of flashbacks to the good times with Yamcha. Ah, yes. And then there's a commercial break. <laughs> that was so incongruous. Not a really bad one. At this point, I'm coming to appreciate them. Uh huh. Becoming a connoisseur. Uh, Gohan wakes back up after the break. <laughs> There is an incredible line where Chi-Chi gets very angry that he was put in danger, and he says, literally, But Mom, the Satans the Saiyans were going to destroy the Earth! Just <laughs> 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 really perfect. I forget what her response was, but I loved that the background turned to, like, crayon drawings. Yeah, she basically <laughs> was her? like, they could destroy the whole universe for all I care. No excuse to put my little boy in danger. Gohan has a cute, weird giggle moment with his dad. <laughs> that I appreciated. The way 
like Yajirobe confronts Chi Chi on her uh, lack of care for Goku's health. Yeah, and and she's like, oh, I'm not speaking to that man, right? Like it, the way she said it made me feel like there is a lot more that we don't know about going on in the Sun household. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. To be fair, he did say he'd be gone for like a couple hours, and then her baby got kidnapped. <laughs> he died. You know, that's pretty justified. <laughs> he said, "I'm I'm taking our son to a pervert's telephoned. party. I'll be back in a few hours." <laughs> Uh, from the pervert house. Don't uh, worry. It'll all be fine. Just heading to the old pervert's place. That few hours turned out to be an entire year. Yeah, they're both gone for a year, and then when she does see them, they're both almost dead again. Yeah. You know what? She's got a point here. She's got some emotions to work through, and she'll work through them on her own time. <laughs> Krillin, Krillin gets back to his story, saying that there's a planet of Namekians, and they probably also have Dragon Balls. Let's go to space. I don't know if we all were watching the same dub, but they kept referring to them as Namics. Yes. Yes. They it's, keep saying Namics. It's that really interchangeable. Me. Yeah, I don't get it. At some point, it changes to Namekians. Yeah. I'm not sure when. It feels less respectful than Namekian. It yes. does. It, does. <laughs> it really it feels like a slur. Kind of fascinating. Yeah, yeah. The Saiyans didn't, like, bust down our door and say, What up, Earthos? <laughs> it actually reminds me when, when Krillin um, had Vegeta dead to rights. He says, Stop, right, uh, stop, stop saying. <laughs> the first thing that came out of my mouth was racist. <laughs> yeah, that was part of Goku's argument was, I'm a Saiyan too. Yeah. 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 They can change. They can change. They just gotta get hit on the head a whole bunch. <laughs> and raised on Earth, completely separated from Saiyan culture. There's there's factors. Yeah, there's factors. A girl with blue hair is necessary. <laughs> or purple hair, depending on which version you're reading. Yeah. That's a that's an interesting point you bring up, Matt. But we'll save that for later. Oh boy. Oh. I don't know what you're referring to, but I'm excited. She seems to have a soothing effect on Saiyans. Hmm. We'll say. <clears throat> uh, Bulma is not convinced... Uh, because she's never heard of this planet and isn't even sure where to find it. So Goku calls out telepathically to King Kai. <laughs> He's like, do you know where planet Namek is? And King Kai looks up the space coordinates for Namek in, his, in an address book. In his book. address book. <laughs> and gets it wrong several times. Well, yeah, very... He, he's definitely down by the N.A.s, because he's like Narbo, <laughs> etc. Nama. And in the background, Bubbles is celebrating. Bubbles is a good yeah. boy. Mm-hmm. Just, just further uh, showing that the gods are just, just bureaucrats. Yeah. <laughs> While he is talking to the crew on the ship, like there is like various people talking, and in the background, underneath the stuff that they're saying, is just Corin going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. over and over again." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm here too. Loving this. <laughs> I love Corin. Okay. This, this is, is why you brought me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm the pep rally guy. Everyone can hear King Kai now, and Roshi is surprised at hearing voices. Mm-hmm. Which I don't understand after his whole bathroom adventure with Goku. <laughs> yeah, they've met before. <laughs> oh, no, not another talk with Goku. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, Roshi's just thinking to himself, I'm not even pooping right now. <laughs> <laughs> or <Yeah>. am I? <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, I don't no. understand. <laughs> so... <laughs> King Kai finally lays out the coordinates, which are nine zero four five 
XY. Which somehow Boma understands those yeah. godly coordinates. She's like, <laughs> not those coordinates. I need to check something. Yeah. Kinkai tells everybody that long ago there was a very big cataclysm that sent the climate on Namek out of whack. Uh, which probably explains why Kami was sent here in the first place, to Earth. Turns out Kami is also Superman. <laughs> yeah. Kami is super duper man. As this is happening, Yajirobe's pinky finger is further up his nose than I think his nose is drawn in his face. He is digging for some yeah. gold. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, there are not one, but two very like carefully animated booger rolls and flicks. <laughs> There, he has a whole technique planned out. And they've all got Kablam in the names. King Kai senses for life on planet Namek, and he finds that there's only about a hundred of them left on the planet after this cataclysm. Uh, Yajirobe is worried that they're going to have to fight a hundred piccolos, and, <laughs> including one with a mustache. <laughs> incredible mustache. Which I consider to be foreshadowing. For, th- for th- certain things that happen and that we see on Namek. But King Kai explains that it was the evil in humankind that corrupted Piccolo in the first place. That's a that is a fascinating take and I have a quote from that from that exchange. I forget yeah. who says it but the quote is people can be pretty disgusting sometimes. <laughs> yes, Yajirobe says that as he flicks booger number 2. <laughs> <laughs> Bulma calculates the distance to Namek and it would take over 4000 years one way to get there. With their current technology, yeah. They again, it's it's more mansplaining because mm-hmm. everyone's just like, just go to Namek, easy as that. And Bulma's like, yeah, easy as that. I'm like the, I, I'm like fucking the, science, dog. <laughs> yeah, like I'm the engineer here, and he does it all on a very big calculator. Mm-hmm. Krillin's more of an idea man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's trying. Okay, let the nerds figure out the details. <laughs> But as soon as that idea about the Saiyan spaceship is brought up, Oma is completely zero to sixty, <laughs> ready to go to space. Yep. I like that Goku has a, a very similar thought process to the, to what we had last week over Raditz's right, space pod. It's like, oh yeah, there's Raditz's right, space pod. No wait, go Hondo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Krillin Krillin brings up the plan to use Nappa's ship. He has a controller that he swiped from Vegeta before he left, apparently. Apparently. how he did that, but okay. Okay. Uh, And everyone is getting real stoked to go on a space adventure. Go to Namek, we're gonna get the Dragon Balls, we're gonna wish everybody back, it's gonna be great, no one's gonna cry. (laughs) Everyone except for (laughs) Chi-Chi. They have uh, very heroic poses when they just decide, let's go to space! Oh, I love that. (laughs) That, yes. That felt very anime and very good. (laughs) (laughs) Namek, here we are. Laughing, pointing, laughing again. Well, if that does it for the episodes, that means it's time to hail Satan. Ah. Hail Satan. Where did we last leave that fool off? He officially... Yeah, let me bring up the bullet points from last week. He officially became known as Hercule due to a spelling error, right? He he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the uh, Funimation, the TV broadcast... They couldn't use the term Mr. Satan because that's like hell and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they came up with the nickname Hercule, which we have now also dubbed him due to a typo in a newspaper. <laughs> yep. uh, he, he appeared on television. He let everybody know that he had, he had beaten the aliens. Everything was fine now. And when there was very big beams fighting in the sky, he said, that's my fireworks. <laughs> 
for my <laughs> my mission accomplished because I did it and that's all planned. Don't worry about it. I well, did it. And nobody else. I'm thinking what's going to happen is it is time for Hercule to to turn back to his roots and finish his training at the Satan Dojo. Because he does still need to earn the title of Mr. Satan. Mm-hmm. That's true. He has not achieved that title yet. He did and not this time finish he's his got, degree. This time he's got the confidence gained from defeating the Saiyans. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, is, is anybody going to challenge him even? <gasps> this is definitely a, a point to consider because he's He's the guardian of Earth now. He saved mm-hmm. it. He's got bird powers. You don't want to fuck with him. <laughs> he's called them. He's called the regular day Hercule. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should um, bring his, his rivalry with the the nation of damnation to a close here. Oh, yeah. like he. Oh, it's time for it's time for one final bout in the pentagram. <laughs> yep. He finally puts them down for good. Lays the smackdown on Bilzerok. How how does it how does it go? Do you have anything in mind? Here's the what do you see in your mind's eye, Matt? Mm. Or anybody? Yeah, you've got. I feel like you've got a good insight to this. For some reason, what I'm picturing in my head is a um, million dollar baby moment where Bilzerog just kind of trips and like cracks his head on something. <laughs> and then the uh, in the ring, and then the and of, and of course, doing the commentary, uh, the announcer for this match, uh, who is who else? It's Vince McSatan. And before mm-hmm. anyone, yeah. anyone has time to process what they just saw, he's like, Did you see that, folks? Mr. <laughs> Satan just... <laughs> what a maneuver! As God is my witness. <laughs> if I wouldn't believe it if I hadn't seen it myself. <laughs> but, it, it, oh yeah, it, the trip happens just as uh, Hercule is delivering his first ever dynamite kick. <gasps> first ever on camera. Well, he yeah. calls it out, the dynamite kick. Yeah. <laughs> tears in his eyes as he as he thinks of his everything that he's lost he's like i'm gonna give this kick all i've got this one's for a bacterian (laughs) can i yeah can i offer up a detail on this match sure this is the first annual bacterian memorial fundraiser match oh yes 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 he's a good boy what are they raising money for uh, building East City again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, a statue of Bacterian outside the high school. <laughs> life-size. Life-size. <laughs> life-size and life-smell. Oh, God. <laughs> Shit. Oh, it's a 40 right. statue. <laughs> does, does he also get his parade this week? Because we were saying that King Furry... Would be planning one for him. Yeah, uh, is I, that all? Is that all wrapped up in this a event? Victory parade I, I, for his. Yeah, uh, I'd say so. His triumph over Beelzebub. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's two very big monkeys fighting in the wasteland. <laughs> Nobody's paying attention to that. I mean, when aren't there megafauna fighting? The intelligence agent, King Furry's intelligence chiefs, know that it's happening and are just mm-hmm. thanking God that all this bullshit is going on so that no one's paying attention <laughs> to it so they don't have to make up anything. Oh, this would be such a terrible thing to cover up. Good thing no one cares. <laughs> they neither have to pack it up nor claim it never happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I suggest that somebody does know and care? <gasps> Who is it? The farmer. Yeah, it's gotta be the farmer. Of course. Yes. He's, he's collecting intel. Mm. The lone figure of truth. This farmer, I just see him, like, in his garage, building sort of, like, ramshackle spy gear, using his very limited knowledge of electronics. Steadily growing a beard. Yeah. (laughs) Did he 
Longer Baba and longer. Baba drops a shard of her crystal ball as she flies overhead. <gasps> <laughs> yes, He's got absolutely. one of those conspiracy theory charts on his walls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With strings and everything. Yes. Piles Lots of pictures of, of Hercule em- and the Saiyans. Piles of empty <laughs> re- uh, cans of energy drinks. <laughs> accumulating in the back of his pickup truck. He, he sees Mr. Satan's parade, or Hercule's parade on TV, and he spits in disgust. <laughs> you didn't do this. You didn't You didn't save us. You're do you nothing. think he tries to, like, tell his friends? Uh, how many friends does he have? <laughs> well, and I mean... And is it just his he birds? He probably has farmhands. Mm-hmm. We see a few of them. If he makes zines and ties them to the birds and just sends them out. <laughs> sends them out into the world. <laughs> well, he thinks that, like like any good conspiracy theorist, he thinks that if he tells the truth, you know, they're going to come for him. So yeah, right. he has to be So he discreet. keeps it to himself? It can't be traced back to yeah, him. Yeah, he either keeps it to himself or he's discreet about about how he spreads the truth. Yeah. And what's more discreet than a, than a zine tied to a running bird? I mean, it's now <laughs> common knowledge. That that the the savior of Earth has bird powers. Yes, everyone will think that this information is coming from Mr. Satan. It's so mm-hmm. subversive, and he can't. And, and Mr. Satan can't deny it without calling his bird powers into coming question. clean. <laughs> I have a theory. Yeah, that mm-hmm. Mr. Satan actually does have an actual canonical power um, beyond just being very good at martial arts, but being like the strongest regular dude. Because we, we see him in, in when we first meet him in the Cell Games saga, I believe. He's like a full-on champion. He's living, he's in the lap of luxury. Yeah, everybody loves him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like he, and, and apparently he's got some weird knack of like his opponents randomly like getting like uh, sick right before the fight so they, he wins by default. Yeah. I think he's got like some kind of crazy luck stat. I think his mm-hmm. power is he is just in the right place at the right time. He's domino. Mm. <laughs> I've always thought of him as just a like he has his mo- his superpower is his motivational speaking. <laughs> yes, hyper he has hyper command. Not to ruin future plot points, but I always appreciated like that the story has found a way to make him relevant by his ability to motivate the, the rest of the inhabitants of Earth. Interesting. Mm. Like, in, in a way that the Z-Warriors cannot relate to these people, uh, Mr. Satan is sort of like their their liaison to the rest of the yeah, world. To the rest <laughs> of yeah. humanity. Yeah. That's fair. He's the layman hero. And, and I do feel like that that does tie into his champion status, mm-hmm. in that he just, he just has the ability to make people love and trust mm-hmm. him. He's, uh, he's, he's, pop- he's super popular. He's cool yeah. and strong and my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and he used to do porn. <laughs> uh, Jason, do you have a name for this closing segment? Oh, shit. This is our, this is our uh, heretofore unnamed uh, end segment. Just uh, a cool down. A cool down, some might say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm personally like, what's your saying? Like, what's your sign? Right, but I also I like, like that. But I'm also pretty partial to to DB Zodiac. So <laughs> for for the newcomer, here's here's the deal. We need to end this on a bit of. We need to wrap this up in a little bow, and give one of our characters a little bit of a little pearl of wisdom to take home with them. A little yeah. bit of a horoscope, some might say, to that might reflect their actions during this little chunk of episodes, because some of these characters do have canonical birthdays, which means they actually have. Canonical signs. 
So. And these are the sun signs we're talking about, right? Yes. <laughs> Not their moon or rising signs. <laughs> no, no. And I mean, honestly, it's. I think it's a little cheeky to try and calculate half of these because... I mean, half of these guys were born in space anyway, so where was the sun, anyhow? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good one for Krillin this week. Okay. Uh, Krillin, believe it or not, is a Scorpio. Mm. Oh. Um, uh, your horoscope for this little chunk, Krillin, take it to heart. <clears throat> Shake off the dust of the past few weeks and put the confusion behind you. Your tremendous imagination and creative ability have been dormant lately because you may not have known how best to channel them. Perhaps they've been used negatively, leading to fallout in certain areas of your life. But the good news is that things are changing. You should make a conscious effort to refocus this creativity in a positive direction. Pack your bags, Scorpio. We're going to Namek. <laughs> your friends are dead, but we're getting them back. <laughs> Jason, you are killing me with these. <laughs> That's how it works, man. I'm dying every week. Don't blame me, Tyler. Blame the stars. Blame the sun. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening to another week of Destructo Discourse. I do appreciate everybody who tunes in. Uh, Jason, where can people find you around the internet? Should you hope to be found? Uh, if you want to go looking for me, you can find me at my Twitter or my Tumblr, which is uh, jcavsboast. That's uh, J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S. Uh, Matt, how about yourself? Uh, you can hit me up on the Twitter at MonumentousMatt. Aaron, you are still exclusive to Destructo Discourse. Is that true? Uh, it is. If you want to reach me, you can tie a secret to a bird and send it out into the wild. Tie a wish to a dream and whisper <laughs> it to the sun. <laughs> Dave, same same deal? Wishes and dreams and all that? Same for now. Uh, perhaps yeah. soon there may be more. Cool. Uh, you can listen to my other podcast every Tuesday and Sunday, which is called What the Folklore, where myself and my two roommates uh, discuss various folk tales from around the globe, and we sort of riff on them in a Mystery Science Theater 3000 style. Uh, for this show, you can follow us on Twitter at Destructo underscore Disc, D-I-S-C, on, t uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can email us at DestructoDiscourse at gmail.com. And if you would be so kind, please rate and review the show on iTunes. And please, when you're, when you're going to review it, click that four-star button. I only want four-star reviews. We demand them, in fact. We will only recognize because them as valid. Not correct. three, nor two, nor five. Nope. Only four. Because that's the four-star ball. Yeah. That's the Dragon Ball. That is the Gohan. Give us, give give us, us the Gohan. Give us the Gohan. Gohan. Please. We're gonna turn this into a cult by the end of this. And yeah, I'm just all here for it. <laughs> this is how it gets started. Go hot. Thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. Until then, this has been Destructo Discourse. Don't you be afraid, you'll fly away. Chala, and chala. No time to hesitate, don't wanna search the earth. But then it was a magic surprise. Oh, chala, and chala.
This petition, which has 167 signatures, is aiming for 4,000 signatures. The petition is titled, Funimation, Make Definitive Blu-ray Season Releases of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and a Definitive Blu-ray Complete Series Release of Dragon Ball GT. (laughs) Tips for the Definitive Blu-ray Season Set Releases of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and a Definitive Blu-ray Complete Series Set Release of Dragon Ball GT. They should include all previous extras from all previous American and Japanese DVD and Blu-ray releases of the three TV series, the DBZ movies, and the DBZ TV specials, as well as extras from video games, such as Behind the Screams from DBZ Budokai 3, in addition to new extras such as the Goku's Traffic Safety short and the Goku's Fire Brigade short, the Dragon Ball Z Summer Vacation special, looking back at it all, the Dragon Ball Z year-end show, Kyutai Panic Adventure, and Kyutai Panic Adventure Returns. They should also have the correct aspect ratios. The DBZ movies, except DBZ Battle of Gods and DBZ Resurrection F, since they aren't canonical, but the TV series Dragon Ball Super is, and specials should be included. Each set should contain six to seven discs in order to have both the uncut and edited versions of the TV series episodes, specials, and movies, as well as special features. The edited versions of the DBZ and DBGT TV series specials, episodes, and movies included in these sets should be the ones that aired on Cartoon Network's Toonami Block. Yeah. Any specials that have not had edited versions aired on TV should be given new edited versions to be included in these sets. But the edited version of Dragon Ball that was aired on CN's Toonami Block should not be used because it is more edited than the edited versions of DBZ and DBGT. I'm gonna die. Instead, a new edited version of Dragon Ball should be used. Funimation should go through all of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Z movies and specials, Dragon Ball GT and the Dragon Ball GT special, Dragon Ball GT, A Hero's Legacy, and fix as many contradictions as possible (laughs) in both the uncut and edited versions. (laughs) I'm out. For the Funimation English dub of the uncut version of DBZ, Vegeta's It's Over 9000 line should be redone by Christopher Sabat in order for it to sound more like the version that was done by Brian Drummond for the edited version of DBZ. (laughs) When playing the TV series episodes, specials, or movies in English, the intro and outro songs that have English versions should play in English for certain episodes and in Japanese for others. Certain episodes of Dragon Ball Z, both edited and uncut, should have the original first intro and outro. Some episodes should have the Hironobu Kagayama version of Chala Head Chala, and others should have the Gino Padilla cover of uh, Chala Head Chala. And there's a helpful YouTube link. <laughs> While others should have the second original intro and outro, the third original intro and outro, the fourth original intro and outro, the first edited version intro and outro, the ultimate uncut intro and outro, the second edited version intro and outro, the third edited version intro and outro, (laughs) the versions of the second, third, and fourth original intros used for the Orange Brick DVD season sets, there should be a version of the first originals intros like this which should be used for certain episodes, or the Canadian edited version intro and outro, certain episodes of Dragon Ball GT both 
edited and uncut, should have the original first intro and outro, while others should have the original second intro and outro, or the edited version intro and outro. All intros and outros for Dragon Ball should be used as well as this fan-made intro, another helpful YouTube link. There should be the option to view both the edited and uncut versions of Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball GT with either the Funimation English dub music scores, including those created by Ham Saban under the pseudonym Kusamachi, uh, Shuki Levi, and Ross Wasserman for the edited version of Dragon Ball Z or the original scores from Japan when watching the uncut versions of the DBZ movies, DBZ Dead Zone, DBZ The World's Strongest, and DBZ The Tree of Might, there should be the option to watch them with either the in-house Funimation uncut English dubs or the Funimation uncut English dubs done by Ocean Productions. Both the edited and uncut versions of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z should have the eye-catches from Japan. Certain episodes of Dragon Ball GT, both edited and uncut, should have the eye-catches from Japan, while others should have the edited version eye-catches. The next episode previews from Japan and the next episode previews created for the edited versions of Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball GT should be included. There should be the option to view both the edited and uncut versions of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Z's movies and specials, Dragon Ball GT, and the Dragon Ball GT special, Dragon Ball GT, A Hero's Legacy, as well as the bonus content with either English subtitles or Japanese subtitles. When it comes to the edited version of Dragon Ball Z, the issue listed in the following video should uh, be dealt with, except Vegeta's line after killing Nappa and issue number four, a third helpful YouTube link. The uncut versions of the Dragon Ball Z movies and specials should be placed into their correct spots as according to this list. Note, I do not have the time nor the patience to figure out the version of this list for the edited version of DBZ, so Funimation will have to figure it out. (laughs) That's fucking insane considering all the work that was put into this this petition. So in-depth up to this point. But here we go. Here's the list. Uh, We've already broken their, their list of the episodes and how they should be watched. But Dragon Ball Z Dead Zone should be first, then Dragon Ball Z episodes 1 through 122. History of Trunks should be here, although it takes place in an alternate future. This is a good spot to watch it in. Dragon Ball Z episode 123, followed by Dragon Ball Z The World's Strongest, Dragon Ball Z The Tree of Might, Dragon Ball Z episode 124, Dragon Ball Z Cooler's Revenge, Dragon Ball Z episode 125, Dragon Ball Z Lord Slug, Dragon Ball Z episodes 126 through 172, Dragon Ball Z The Return of Cooler. Dragon Ball Z Episode 173. Dragon Ball Z Super Android 13. Dragon Ball Z Broly the Legendary Super Saiyan. Dragon Ball Z Plan to Eradicate the Saiyans. Dragon Ball Z Episodes 174 through 194. Dragon Ball Z Bojack Unbound. Dragon Ball Z Episodes 195 207. Dragon Ball Z Broly Second Coming. Dragon Ball Z Episodes 208 through 249. Dragon Ball Z Bio Broly, Dragon Ball Z Episodes 250 to 253, Dragon Ball Z Fusion Reborn, Dragon Ball Z Episodes 254 through 288, Dragon Ball Z Wrath of the Dragon, Yo! Son Goku and His Friends Return, Dream 9 Toriko and One Piece and Dragon Ball Z Super Collaboration Special, Dragon Ball Z Episodes 289 to 291, Bardock, the father of Goku, both edited and uncut, an episode of Bardock, both edited and uncut, should be included in the Dragon Ball Z Season 3, the Definitive Edition Blu-ray set. Can I have your signatures?